Stupid Fantasy Football Show. I am Tim, here today with Adam. What's up, Adam? Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. I'm good. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm great. Sure. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty ringing endorsement, I guess. Yeah, I didn't say like, oh, I'm shitty. Right. No. Life, hey, life, life is terrible. Season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it can't be true in fantasy season. Tomorrow's August. <laughs> Tomorrow's August 1st, and uh, now no one can call you crazy for consuming fantasy football uh, content. Yeah. This podcast, for example. Yeah. I think, like, July 15th is the cutoff date. Like, if you're, start- if you're doing anything before July 15th, then maybe people could call you a little crazy. But July 15th, I think that's like a normal starting date for like people to start like looking and doing mocks and, you know, getting ready because some people start their, like have their drafts like after week one of preseason or even sometimes even before preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, Dynasty uh, dynasty rookie drafts happen. Sure, sure. Um, the, uh, happen in like... So actually, some of them happen before the NFL draft, but a lot of them will happen, I think, right afterwards. Yeah, I, I take that back. I would say the NFL draft, like after the NFL draft, is like a common time for people to start getting back into fantasy if they took a break. Yeah. I know. Or there's people like you that just never took a break. No break. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I like the journey. I think that's probably mostly why. <laughs> the, like The like build up to the draft. I like the whole thing. You know, I like the, the stupid storylines about uh, sure. where players might go sure. um, or free, you know, free agency, even like, oh, could Rogers go here? What would that mean for these players if he did? You know, uh, like I enjoy all that bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't quit. I don't. It's OK. It's just part of who I am, Adam. And uh, it's not a bad thing. I mean, hey, you've won the most times in our league. So, I mean, there's definitely a method to the madness. I know there's a lot of madness involved with the method. (laughs) Um, It's true. uh, true. I mean, let's let's be fair. Like, I'm paying attention to like, I'm not like turning football off of my mind. I, I don't think I think I used to start formulating strategies a little too early. And then it gave me too much time to be like, oh, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. I feel like I like to formulate my strategy kind of like when all the free agents have shook out, when you've had the draft. Um, I even like to wait till like a couple of weeks in the preseason because there's always an injury or two. Um, And then just play the draft as like, well, let's see what falls to me. Mm -hmm. Opposed to like, I need to get this guy. You know, like yeah, obviously, yeah. like in a perfect situation, every round that you plan for getting a certain guy that happens, but obviously that doesn't happen very often. And uh, yeah, and I think what we did last week was a smart strategy of like, instead of saying, well, I need this player saying like, I need this position. Right, right. Instead, of And then looking and seeing, seeing who's available at position, if there's nobody that you want, then you move to the next position you might have got there, whether it be running back, wide receiver, um, 
I just think overthinking that your draft is definitely a thing. Right. People do that for sure. And they like melt yeah. down during the draft and one of their players gets taken. It's like, what do you think was going to happen? You're just going to get everybody. <laughs> you're just going to get everybody that you planned on getting. Like, yeah, I mean, when does that ever happen? There's a lot of great players out there. You know, you're not going to get left left in the lurch. Some um, people though, like one of the, like a player. Oh, I was going to draft him, and then they're sitting there like, I don't know who to get. I don't know who gets. Like, come on, like settle down. Yeah, settle down. Um, well, one thing we'll do today is go over a draft that we had last week, Adam, uh, immediately after our last episode ended, we started this draft. It was a, uh, 10 team PPR yeah. league and, uh, I am team butthead village and you are team <laughs> pwned boob. <laughs> well, because they said they, it was really funny that how it came to, a. uh, fruition there um i put pwned noob n-o-o-b and it said uh one of these words you can't use and i was like <laughs> what so i guess it was noob because i turned turned it into pwned boob and they allowed me to have that oh that is bizarre yeah okay but i'm glad it worked out that way <laughs> yeah i like pwned boob <laughs> b-o-o-b um, and <laughs> right uh, so we'll also go over some news today. I don't know how much big, big news there is. And then Julio Jones signed with Tampa Bay. Um, all, with Tampa Bay, I mean, pretty much immediately after our episode as well. We we were we praising were, uh... Russell Gage. Oh, Russell Gage <laughs> is going to be so great. Get him. Yeah, great sleeper. Um, still... And he still could turn out to be. Because we but... don't know how much Julio Jones. I mean, he didn't look. I mean, he was banged up once again last year, and he didn't look like the Julio Jones we saw a couple years ago when he was dominating. Um, right. But also Chris Godwin came off the pup already, which yeah. wasn't expected. Um, so that is another blow to Gage's uh, sleeper appeal. Sure. I think that's a bigger blow than signing Julio Jones. Yeah. Well, it probably demotes him to like, you know, he's like no better than three for sure on the on the it, it, target it, pecking order yeah yeah to start the season when to start the season like when we were doing our last episode last week it looked yeah. as though he might be a wide receiver too for the first couple of weeks and now yeah yeah it's a lot muddier situation i definitely uh would draft accordingly but that might mean you could get an even better value for him like even later in the draft who knows you know mm -hmm. some people might totally forget about him yeah i still think he's worth definitely. owning yeah, I think so. I think so too. Um, what about uh, ETN, the uh, the star of Jaguars training camp? How do you feel about uh, this, Travis ETN? Uh, I mean, I liked him where I've been getting him in mocks and stuff. Um, I don't think I would probably be able to get him at that position anymore. Um, I don't know. Like, I I think he could. He he has the potential to be a top 10, maybe even top five back. If that offense gets to go, I just don't, I think their offense is still too much of a question to get really excited about anybody too, too much. Um, yeah. Don't reach for him is definitely what I'd say. I've, I've seen people talk about him. Oh, a fourth round pick. Oh, I, I mean, he, but he, he could be, like I said, he could be a top 10 back this year. Um, he could, if in, if the, some of the um, quotes about him 
are great, right? He has been sure. able to use it to explode into the teeth of the defense. They're saying he's dangerous. He's been lined up everywhere, playing all sorts of positions. Um, just don't get carried away with with uh, ETN, you know, higher than the fourth, I would say, in a PPR. Yeah. My gosh. He, yeah. I, I'm excited about him, though, for the record. I am excited about him. I would love to draft him fifth, sixth round, something like that. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, all right. Uh, I did want to go over a couple of keeper decisions that I have here, oh, yeah. Adam. Okay. And uh, I don't even have that many options in one league. It's a 10-team, or actually, is it a 10-team? Yeah, I think right. it is. Get your, get your facts straight. <laughs> Go my axis. I'm pretty sure it's. T- <laughs> I don't. You know. I mean. I mean. You're in so many leagues. You don't even yeah. know where you're at right now. <laughs> I know this one. This is all, this is my CBS league. Oh, okay. I know one person. He's, uh, he's in a CBS league over here. Yeah, yeah. One CBS league, and uh, let's see. So it, it's one of those where you can keep a guy and his value, I guess, accrues around every year yes. or it goes I'm down. In a, I'm in a baseball league like that. It's pretty good. I've had guys, a lot of. Do you guys have fun term limits on your keepers? Yes. Okay. Um, three. I think it's three seasons. So it's marked here. So uh, George Kittle has aged out for me. Um, he ended up being an eighth round pick last year, I guess, or a ninth round pick last year. Um, I had Tyreek Hill for a while. He aged out for me as well. But uh, now I'm looking at <laughs> Brandon Cooks in the ninth. Um, I got Cam Akers in the 13th, which I'm all about. That's good. Trey Lance in the 12th. Uh, other options would be Michael Gallup in the 9th. So I'd have to choose either Cooks or Gallup. There. I'd go with Cooks. Yeah, or I have Hunt in the 8th. Uh, and you can, how many, <laughs> how many people can you keep? Three keepers. Okay, I go... Uh, Three cook. wide receiver league. If that I go matters. cooks, I go cooks, and you said the eighth for cooks. Co- uh, cooks would be a ninth, ninth. rounder. Okay, yeah, yeah, I go cooks. Uh, you said Trey Lance in what round? The twelfth round. Is this a one QB league or two? It is okay. one QB league. Yep. And who are the other choices? Cam Akers in the thirteenth. Okay, so definitely Cam Akers in the thirteenth. Um, Let's see. There's Kareem Hunt in the eighth. No. Anything else? Ayuk <laughs> um, in the seventh. Gallup in the ninth. That is it. That is it. Sony Michelle in the fourteenth. I'd probably go Gallup or Trey Lance. I can't go Gallup and Brandon Cooks because they're kept in the same round. Um, I think. Yeah, so for so me, I take I'm Cooks, def- Cooks, Acres, and then Lance, I guess, maybe? Yeah, I think it's Lance. I think it's Acres, Lance, and uh, either Cooks. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I just Cooks. Think, I think Gallup might have a little bit more upside, maybe, but like Cooks, Cooks and Mills did really well together. And like I think if uh, the big thing is with Cooks is injury. I mean, he's just injured mm-hmm. every year. Um, he misses well, a couple of games almost every year. Hopefully he gets traded. Um, maybe. Um, I think either way, like, I think if he gets traded somewhere that just has a better passing attack, that's great. But like mm-hmm. the number one on that team, um, I think he's going to get a lot. Of, I mean, he did last year. He got a lot of targets. He looked good. He had some big fantasy games. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's the safer 
safest player to keep outside of acres in that keeper. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as Lance looks good um, and he's, yeah. uh, you know, obviously Jimmy's probably out of town. Yeah, he is. I mean, or he yeah. sits the bench. I mean, they obviously already said Trey yeah. Lance is the guy. When do you have to set these keepers by? Um, I think it's probably a couple weeks or something. Okay. Like that, yeah. Then I'd see, weeks. yeah, I would really pay attention to how well Trey Lance is doing in, mm-hmm. in, in, in preseason activities. Yeah. Um, just kind of keep an eye to that. Then I, uh, I don't know what else I'd do there. Yeah. Not really excited about you don't have any tight no end. value there. Isn't any like tight end low round? I got Rondale Moore in the 13th. That is the last oh, option. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'd do that, I guess. Yeah. And maybe. just like bank on like him getting a report on while um what's his face is is out. Hopkins. Hopkins is yeah. out. Like I, maybe I definitely like his there. talent. Yeah. I mean, but then they got Hollywood Brown. Like I just don't know. Like, yeah, I like his talent too. And I'm like would like to take a flyer on him. And at thirteenth rounder, that's not much to give up. Like I think maybe that's the move. Unless Trey Lance like looks amazing in preseason and just looks like the next big thing. Like I, yeah. I would say maybe that's the move, Rondale Moore at 13. Cause I don't think yeah. I think Hunt is a little early for an eighth. That's a little early, I would say. Here's my thinking. I think I can get more later if I want. Okay. Um and Lance, I might even be to be able to get a little later. But if he hits, his upside is easily top five, I would say, with his skill set. Yeah, that's why I'm um, yeah, I just think you gotta wait and just see what he looks like and just make sure he doesn't look awful. Because I mean he has some great yeah. weapons, you know, with Kittle, Ayuk, and then obviously Debo. Like Yeah. I mean, that's pretty nice. I don't know what their offensive line situation is quite like, but I don't know. And he runs. He runs and, a lot. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. I kinda like that upside. And uh then I have the second pick in a dynasty league. Yeah. That is uh Graphic uh who is in our Tyler Perry league. Who, it's, it's his who doesn't hometown. exist is somebody Tim made up and has gone to the links of <laughs> posting children on his account on his facebook account all the time <laughs> and i've gone to such such a an extreme that i've i've done some fit, uh, pittsburgh based league with this uh, fictional mike graphic <laughs> and, and i've only somewhere down the line years later only invited tim polari into this league to do a rebuild so now i've been i've been stuck in this rebuild for like four years now this is i think i'm going on my fourth season what a what a twist wild twisted mind you have tim yeah it that would be insane um i i wish that was the case yeah maybe maybe we should do a spinoff to to our (laughs) short film about fantasy football (laughs) that's true and do it would be do one one. where this guy makes up a league creates a fictional person (laughs) makes up a league with a bunch of random people from pittsburgh does it for years and creates a Facebook account of fake people. Like his, like it's just like his friend's family next door that he's taking pictures of and saying it's Mike traffic. Also, he can get a second team on his main keeper league that he also controls. 
Uh, that would be oh, amazing. Man. I think they made a show about that already. The league. Yeah, but <laughs> ours would be dark. Ours would be darker. <laughs> ours would definitely yeah, be darker. That's true. And if you haven't seen Fantasy Football Friends, check that out. Uh-huh. It's starring uh, Adam Adam Sauter on uh, on YouTube. Uh, it is fun. It is it's, great. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, it is. So uh, so I have the second pick in this keeper league or dynasty league and it's it's a standard league which is crazy no ppr (laughs) um but uh i think Brees hall is the obvious number one choice and that's who i would take if i was number one or if he somehow doesn't get taken one but um yeah who would you go with number two okay let me see standard so i don't know uh, 12 team Dynasty League. <laughs> okay, I'm just looking up at the the rookie ratings here on Fantasy Pros. Okay. Rookie rankings on Fantasy Pros. <clears throat> yeah, Brees Hall is definitely going number one. And you got Drake London. Drake London. Wide uh, receiver. Jamison Williams. Kenneth Walker. Garrett uh, Wilson. Go, being drafted as the number two running back. And then, yeah, you got Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, that run of receiver right there. And then uh, James Cook rounding out the top 10. I'm a little surprised Christian Watson on this list is all the way down to 11. I think we haven't seen him yet. You know, like, well, maybe when some clips start coming out on Twitter of him making great catches yeah, or something like that. From you know? from Rogers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of tomfoolery from Rogers so far this uh, training camp, which, <laughs> which I do appreciate, I have to say. I mean, he's dressed, dressed up like uh, Nicolas Cage from Con Air. No, I, I, tr- I try to avoid you, uh, you Aaron Rodgers that. content. <laughs> well, it was, it was pretty pretty funny actually also a little weird and disturbing in a, in a way but i he he's I so bad liked it he so badly wants to be a part of hollywood yeah and i think yeah, he's like he I, I think I, I don't know because i mean there's obviously like a pathway from sports to hollywood um and he seems to be like going about like an interesting way like i think he wants to be like taken seriously as like somebody that could play a part in like a show like the office or something like that. He like wants to be seen as like funny and like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think he is. <laughs> he's gripping the wheel a little too tight. Yeah. And I think he's like, also like, obviously he seems to have lost a little bit of his killer instinct in terms of how much he focuses on football, mm, you know? Fired. Um, well, no, I mean, like, I think I think the team hasn't done the greatest job of putting all the right weapons around him. Um, yeah. I mean, they have always had it. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Jones has been very good the last several, several years. So they can't say they didn't put a running game around him. Um, they just only really had Devontae Adams. And they could yeah. never get somebody else to compliment him to the point where now they don't even have him. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I mean, he just won two. He's coming off two MVP awards, so he definitely. And we've seen him win the Super Bowl before. So oh, I think it, he. I think there is some block there, though. I agree. I, I don't know what it is. Well, he's just so talented that 
he can like during the regular season he knows it's a different game from regular season yeah. to the playoffs and he knows in the regular season he's that good that he can just kind of coast and just put up great numbers um and win that division because that division hasn't been really all that competitive like i mean the bears have had some decent teams um vikings have had some decent teams no world beaters um mm-hmm. and the lions have been awful um yeah so like he knows he can coast and then once it comes to like playoff time it, he doesn't seem to have that edge that he had in the past it seems like um they're like some very unrogers like moments in the playoffs um so i don't know i mean he's he's a great he's an amazing quarterback one of the best but i don't i don't know what to make of this year with the weapons that he has but that's yeah. why I was yeah, thinking either. Christian Watson could be, could be if he's a ranked eleventh rookie, and you could get him in like the second round of your rookie draft. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's really talking about Alan Lazard, um, but I think Rogers seems to like him. I don't. I don't actually know if Lazard is really all that good. But I mean, Rogers was talking him up like he's the like the. I think he called him the new Devontae or something like that. Well, I mean, he's got to say something. Um, right. But, I mean, this guy has, because of injuries in the past, has had a chance to be the number one. And he hasn't really done – I mean, he's had some really good games, don't get me wrong, but, like, he's not Devontae Adams. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. But could he be tar- – could he get 10 targets a game, I guess, is my question. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, there's got to be, <laughs> there's got to be somebody there that's going to be valuable. I just don't know who it is yet. I just okay. I, let Let's talk this out real quick, right, real quick. Right. How many times? So, say there's 30 pass attempts in a game for Rogers. Where do these uh, pass attempts go? I'm going to break out my calculator here. Let's start with Aaron Jones. How many uh, balls get thrown his way? You want to say seven, six, or seven a game? Yeah, I would say five or six. Okay, let's go with six. Okay. Okay, six. Um, how many to uh, the lizard, Lizard? Um, I would say, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say. Like, are we saying this? In a perfect world. Well, in a, in a perfect, game where Perfect Dream for Lizard? It, in a <laughs> just in, in what you're picturing to happen for the Green Bay Packers in 2022 in a game that they that they eke out 24 to 21. I'd say let's, we, let's I would see. say targets yeah. to Lazard if he's the number one guy going in. I would say six to seven. Okay, so let's call it six. Okay, okay so six and six. Okay, and then what about for Sammy Watkins? How many targets does he get? I would say three to four. Okay, let's call it if four. he's if assuming he's the two. Okay. Okay. What about Christian um, Watson? That's the question mark. I, I don't know. I would have. I have to see what the buzz is there. Like, if he's, is he going to be the two? Is he going to be the three? Is he going to be the one? Like, we like it. It really just depends. In this scenario, where he's the three, I say he probably gets as many as Sammy Watkins, like three to four. Okay, we'll, we'll go four. So twenty. We're at twenty. So, so, we'll, so we'll, let's say probably four to five for Tanyan. Maybe six. Tanyan. Tanyan. Okay. Okay. We'll go five. Okay. Maybe six. So 25. Pretty conservative estimate. AJ Dillon, any? Maybe two. Maybe one to two. Okay. We'll go two. 
27. And then, and then, and then I think you, you go like their fourth wide receiver because we're going to play three wide receiver sets, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Romeo dubs. Yeah. I think a backup tight end has one or two. And then, you know, your fourth Mm -hmm. wide receiver has one to three. All All right. So there we are. We're at 30. Okay, I think there's some room for the lizard there, though. Yeah. Um, if or anyone, I should say, if they if they start to pop off a little bit, whoever is single, whoever is the target leader outside of Aaron, like in terms of receivers, I think yeah. is a very ownable, very startable guy. Yeah, they really missed the boat with uh, Julio Jones, and uh, I know we we already talked about him, and I don't know how much he has left either, but. Uh, I feel like that would have been like really obvious. Like, how did they miss that? They ended up with Sammy Watkins instead, and they got him before Julio Jones. Like, yeah, I, I I don't know what the word because Julio Jones was on was available for a while, so I don't know what the word yeah. is out on him. Maybe they know something we don't know. Um. Also, Will Fuller is out there. It would be nice to see him added to the Green I mean, Bay roster. Yeah, I mean, why, the guys, why not? Right? If he can stay healthy, the guys. He, you know, we'll see. Um, okay. But going anyway, back to, back going to, back to rookies, question. I don't think yeah. at the two pick, I don't think I, <laughs> I, I don't think I could go cook or Walker. Cause I would, those are the new, the two rookie running backs after Brees that are probably yeah, going to be talking. Yep. And James and Ken cook, Walker, James cook on Buffalo in, and Ken Walker on Seattle. Seattle. Um, yeah, especially with yeah. Carson retiring. Yep. Um, although I think that's Penny's team, and he looked great last year. Um, I don't know. He he's intriguing. I think he could be if if he slips and drafts. Is I don't know, but I think Penny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Penny there. But Ken Walker is a talented back, and I think there's going to be plenty of chances for him to get work there because I I think they're going to have to be cautious with Penny because of his injury history. Yeah, I um I like Ken Walker a lot and I do think um uh Penny has this obvious injury history that um I I, I can't really see him making it through a full year and even if he did, I think they're probably going to be um relying on the run in Seattle because they have oh. kind of a terrible uh passer yeah, yeah. No matter who it is so far, if it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith, I kind of want it to be Geno Smith. But that'd be we'll fun. See, I mean, he, he yeah. played pretty well last year when he came in for Russell Wilson. I, that's that's why I want it to be him. If it's going to be one of those guys, yeah. I mean, there's definitely. I would say the wide receivers I'd rank a little bit higher if it was Geno Smith over Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like James Cook and Buffalo too, especially because it looks like he's really going to be. Uh, featured as a pass yeah catcher. a pass catcher back and and potentially get some running work too i mean Devin singletary has never shown anything throughout his years in the nfl that he's you know good enough to just handle every down back so you know james cook is going to get work he's going to get a chance to prove himself and i think there is a potential for him to become the rb1 there this year and if he does that's a pretty valuable especially with his pass catching ability that's a pretty valuable piece right there. Yep. Yep. Okay. So these are the two running backs that I could end up with. And yeah. again, obviously, uh, you'd go Brees Hall if Hall was there. I'm not expecting him to be. That's why he's not even a part of this conversation. 
Um, yeah, Kenneth Walker is definitely a consideration. I'll say I'm not really considering Cook yet at this point because um, I think you know he's been been getting drafted a little later in the first round. Although this is a standard league, um, you know, and that favors oh, running so backs typically. Not, but it's but also not a PPR, again, and he's more right. <laughs> valuable to PPR. I, I don't know. I'd probably, if yeah. I were you, I would probably say your safest bet maybe is probably Trey London. Or Drake London, Drake London, yeah. yeah, the Atlanta, the new Atlanta number one receiver, yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's down to London or Ken Walker. Okay, um, I, I mean, and, uh, is there any way that you think you could like uh, make a trade to trade down a little bit? I could. I I need everything in this league, so I'll uh, I'll take what I, you know, I think maybe I think if Walker's could, pretty good. Do you do think? Uh, but do you think? somebody's going to draft him in the first five picks, or do you think there's going to be a run on those wide receivers first? No, I think, I think Walker would go pretty quick. If okay. it wasn't me, I think London would probably go next. I think those are the, probably the top three. Yeah. I would say, yeah, London or Walker, um, mm-hmm. who running back wise are like, or were you in terms of your keepers, where are you the weakest running back or wide receiver? I could use help pretty much everywhere okay. but quarterback. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I, I got uh, last year. I got Najee Harris in the at the first pick in the draft. So I've improved by one slot over one season. Yeah, <laughs> I now I have the second pick in the draft. <laughs> nice, good job. So yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like Ken Walker. I just, I just don't know if he. I mean, I guess you got to look at it a little bit more long term. But like, I just don't see because there is a potential for penny to keep that role all year and be you're productive. a real penny believer holy shit well let me let me just uh because we haven't really seen walker in the nfl yet let me let me just read some of his metrics he's five nine weighs 211 pounds was drafted with the ninth pick in the second round he's from michigan state 21 years old um, he ran a 4.38 40-yard dash. He uh, finished in the 96th percentile speed score uh, per Player Profiler, which you should check out, playerprofiler.com, great website. And they compare him uh, best to Ladanian Tomlinson. That's just crazy. Physic- well, just physically in what he can do, I guess. Um, you know, they, they compared um, James Cook to Andre Ellington. You know, which I don't think they're trying to insult them. I think they're just saying, like, physically, this is what they project like. And I, you know, and Andre Ellington, by the way, should have been better than he ended up being. But I don't think they're trying to insult um, James Cook. Drake London is a good receiver. Uh, 6'4", big guy, 213, was drafted eighth pick in the first round to Atlanta from USC. Best comparable per player profiler to Marcus Colston. Yeah, he's a big guy. Possession guy. Yeah. Which is, you know, right, something right. something that Mariota needs, um, which is good. But, like, I just don't know if they're, like, are will him and Pitts, like, are, is there going to be just a lot of targets for both of them? Like, I, I don't know. I just think Pitts is... All right, let's break it down. 30 attempts. No, just kidding. No, I mean, I just think Pitts is probably the target leader there, 
which is mm-hmm. isn't to say London won't get plenty of targets. I just, I mean, because it's, I just assuming that they're going to be running quite a bit more there with Mariota as their quarterback. Yeah, Tyler Algier, another rookie, um, possibly going to get a a role. Yeah, year one, which is kind of exciting. I just don't know. Um, Cordell Patterson as a running back and, you know, hybrid type. I think if Ken Walker, if Rashad Penny gets hurt, then yeah, I think Ken Walker holds some really great value this year. But if he doesn't, I think Ken Walker, you know, will still get plenty of opportunities to touch the ball. I I just don't think with that offense, like, I don't know. This is a dynasty league, and and sure. they have to improve at some point. You know, you'd imagine they're going to finish one of the as one of the worst teams in the league and have an early pick and end up with a quarterback at some point. You know, maybe yeah. not next year, but probably. But that's just a bunch of yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, unless they're running the team into the ground, you'd you'd imagine, <laughs> or unless they get great play from um, Geno Smith. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's more likely they finish as one of the worst teams and, and end up in the quarterback uh, search. I mean, I don't, I don't think, season. I don't think taking him there is a terrible move. I just, yeah. um, there is a lot of question marks with that team. So you'd go London. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily, I, I mean, yeah, I probably would go London. Ah, I don't because it's dynasty, so it's hard. Because yeah. I would, I would well, say the, Walker. I mean, I would be excited about Walker for next year. Yeah, um, yeah, and and dynasty is a little bit different in a few ways. Um, one way is that you you know you have these players for their entire career, so receivers tend to play longer. So don't quarterbacks obviously, um, but running backs they have a shorter shelf life. So you you know you uh, you want them for that that great stretch run. I agree. I don't really know what Ken Walker's role is going to be year one. Um, I guess I'm not really that hopeful even that he's going to have a great season. Yeah. It's more of a long-term um, investment. And I, and I think, it is. I think in the long term, he's probably, I probably want him more. Um, I'm just looking for like two or three good seasons as the top back for Seattle out of him here's the thing in in his career so when is your next pick in that draft like what number pick you love you love rashad penny it's not that it's not that (laughs) i mean like i'm not i'm not gonna bend over backwards to get him Uh, but i do i did love what i saw out of him at the end of last year yeah he looked great like six weeks that was like six weeks but that's fine he was finally healthy he looked great and i'm just saying there's there's no guarantee that he'll lose the rb1 job this year there's no, no unless no, they trade him not. they could trade him who the hell is paying anything for rashad penny get the hell out of here i mean he looked really good at the end of last One, year he had three games he had three good games and they were really 14 really, to 18 and they were garbage time for four. the season that's four games by the way well what one of the games i skipped because he played like an asshole I mean, <laughs> Here, let me go over these. In fairness, they are monster stat lines. Let me just go over these to be fair to him. 
Uh, 16 carries for 137 yards, which which is eight yards per carry, and two rushing touchdowns at Houston, uh, and one reception for one yard. Um, and yeah, two two t- uh, rushing touchdowns, and then at the Rams, his that was a shitty game. So I mean, it was so one of the played, best defenses in the league. Right. So there you have a pretty big disparity. He played versus one of the worst rush defenses in the league, and he torched them. And then he played against one of the best, and then he didn't get off the bus and then home for Seattle uh, for Chicago 17 for 135 um, which is 7.9 yards per carry and a rushing touchdown and Bears not a terrible defense but they had quite a few injuries towards the end of the year so and on the road and it's also like yeah week 16 17 18 like you know if you're if you're hoping these teams are even playing at all for what what the fuck are they playing for yeah um and then home for Detroit, 25 carries, 170 yards, two rushing touchdowns, two catches for 15 yards. And then week 18 at Arizona, 23 carries, 190 yards, and a touch. Yeah. So, I mean, to, you I know, mean, some I get it. I, 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 and I get, I get your, where you're coming from, but like, even in that scenario, like, I know what you're saying. Like, what do they have to play for? some of these backups they're playing for their career like they're playing to play another year in the league so it's not like they're like you know these defenses have just given up like these guys are hitting and these guys are trying to stop them from scoring because they want a job next year you know because a lot of these guys are on the cutting block so i don't know i I think chances i think penny went out there and did his job and looked great even whether it was a good defense or a bad defense and I think he's going to get the chance to be the RB one there. And if he stays healthy and runs like he did in those four weeks, then there's no saying why he should lose that job. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying like go and reach for Rashad Penny, but I do think he's a guy that, you know, still might slide because they might, a lot of people might view him like you do. Like, like he doesn't exist, but but the ch- I, I, don't, I don't view him like he doesn't exist. Well, I don't love him. I just so. think the chances <laughs> the chances that he doesn't get hurt this year are basically zero. Um, he he must have left games or gotten hurt uh, three at least three separate times last season totally. alone. Totally. Um, totally. Because here, just looking at his uh, game logs, you can tell he played a game and then missed five, and then played two, and then missed two, and then played one. And missed one. So, and he, this has been his career. Like that was the longest stretch. I think he's even played his entire career. That six game stretch at the end of the season, which was legendary at this point, really. If he, if he gets that much, if he gets 25 carries a game uh, versus like, you know, in a, in a shootout or something like that, he's going to be awesome, you know, but I don't know. I, I do think uh, Kenneth Walker will mix in, and I think zero chance Rashad Penny can stay healthy all season. Okay. And I think Walker will flash because what we already discussed. I think he's good. He seems to be really good, okay. uh, really talented. Well, so you seem to have made think, up your mind here. I think it'll be a split. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll probably be a split backfield at some point. Okay, so draft him. We don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think out there. I mean, this conversation was for the audience too. Like, uh, no, I mean, no, we, we we got to the point. What what's your uh, what pick is your next pick in the draft? In that draft, like what? Uh, I guess it it would be thirteen. 
because it's a 12 team league and which is interesting because now we go 13 we have or 14 14 okay so the 14th ranked <laughs> rookie in this in this is david bell wide receiver out of cleveland i don't think that's anybody t- although there's damian pierce who has yeah. who has a pathway to be the rb1 there in houston um, yeah, I like Rashad White as well. Rashad in Tampa. In Tampa, he might be. He's ranked 13th. So let's just say, for this sake, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so Damian Pierce, Tyler, the aforementioned Tyler Algier. Yep. Um, and then another guy I, I, I like at running back is Isaiah Spiller. Yep. Yep. Those are guys that could be there in that second pick. Absolutely. Jalen Tolbert out of Dallas. He's the guy that could. You know, if he gets the chance to take that spot that uh, Gallup has while Gallup's recovering, he could be a guy that's, you know, somewhat valuable. Um, so are you trying to make the case to go receiver early and wait till second round to get a running back? Um, I'm not making that case. I'm, no, not necessarily. Okay. I mean. Because um, I, I think I think there's going to be some good run, uh, receivers there, which I would want to target because I think. If you think people go. If you think people go heavy on running back in the first round, I think so. Yeah, based on the the scoring. I mean, honestly, if if Christian Watson, um, is it Olave? 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 Yeah, yeah, I think Olave, Watson, or Dotson. If any three of those fall to that pick there, unless Damian Pierce is available. I think I'd go with one of those three wide receivers. But if those wide receivers are gone and Pierce is gone too, I'd probably go Tolbert or Spiller or Algier. Yeah. Definitely interested in all these guys. I like Tolbert. I like Spiller. I like Algier. He seems like possibly a starter at this some point this season same thing with damian pierce possibly spiller too but yeah talking injury some great camp reports about wandale robinson recently he's a receiver for the giants i think i'd go i think honestly if one of these three guys falls to you i think you got to take them and dotson watson or olave olive olave olave chris olave chris olave I don't think he'll be there. He'll he's probably going to go like mid first round okay. um, in this draft. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying in terms of these rankings, those guys yeah. uh, ten, and then Watson's eleven, and then Jahan Dotson's twelve. Yeah. So in 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 terms of rankings, they would all be taken. But I think if any one of those guys falls to you in your second pick, you should take one of those guys. Yeah, I think th- I think they should. They'll, someone will fall, I think. Um, I also like George Pickens, who's a Steeler. Yeah, and Dotson. He's is, another is, guy. Is that, Washington Commander. Yeah, he's another guy that uh, he's ranked ninth in this. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. I mean, in that position, it just kind of depends on who falls to you. I, I I like a lot of those guys that will probably be available. Yep. So I think you. Yeah, I think you're good. I mean, and I th- don't think it's the worst thing in the world to, for the first two rounds, drafting running backs. No, I don't think so. Because there's a world, um, there's a world where both of them will get a chance. Yeah, yeah. I th- I haven't figured out how to win in this league yet. Um, yeah. I feel like it's coming though. It's hard. It's hard to take over. I mean, <laughs> I think I was in that it league, is. 
and it was just no different. Oh, there's a different. different I was in a different yeah. dynasty league with you and uh, your made up alias. <laughs> um, and I just got, yeah. I was just really frustrated. I guess I just didn't have the patience. And I was in a couple other leagues um, that were money leagues that I wanted to pay more attention to. And I was just like, I, I can't do this. Sorry, guys. Well, that was a money league, in fairness. It was. It was. But like, I started off with such a shitty team. It's like, there's no pathway to winning. It's like, I'm just giving you money and I'm not really having that much fun. Yeah. You know, I I wasn't, I guess that's a big thing. It's like, I wasn't having fun with the league and I was just like, I I really dislike taking over someone else's team. I like to start Mm, fresh. I really enjoy it. I'll be honest. I really enjoy it. I I came in, in the original draft in that league that, that you were in. Yeah. Um, I ended up winning it and coming in second over the past two seasons. Oh, so I've good. had some success, but your team but it took a while, but to the team that you had was definitely better than mine. When I came into that league, I was like, yeah, my team was pretty sorry. So, and I yeah, did it, yeah. I did it. Like I was steadily building it and making it a little bit better. I just didn't have the patience for it. And I was just like, this is just a waste of my time. Yeah. I learned a lot in playing in that league. It's been around, I think since 2015, I made a lot of bonehead moves in that league and I made a lot of, uh, or a couple of really good trades that ended up working out well for me. Uh, one of them was getting Stefan Diggs for like, I think it was Jimmy Graham and Larry Fitzgerald down the stretch one season when I was, I, I, I was not making the playoffs and they sold me rookie Stefan Diggs down the stretch. It's like, so that's the kind of fun that you can have over the course of, uh, of someone's career. Um, I also got Devontae Adams in for like a second rounder when he when he was like at his lowest mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know what to do with the draft picks. Frankly, I was just getting into uh, dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, so it's been a journey. It's been fun. Um, hopefully, I'll I'll keep everyone abreast about this other league and see when I turn it around. Oh, we know uh, you will. It's, we know you will. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go over this recent it. draft. We're 45 minutes into the show. <laughs> and we've only talked about your your drafts. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it. Okay, let's go over uh this this draft here. Um make <laughs> maybe we can break down any major decisions we had during the uh the course of this draft. Uh started out pretty obvious for me. Uh, I had the third pick. Jonathan Taylor and Justin Jefferson were off the board. I went with Christian McCaffrey. I thought that was the best value there. Yeah, I agree. A little later in the draft, number seven, you took Najee Harris. Yeah, which I was excited about him falling to me. I mean, the only other person I would have taken there, obviously, is Dalvin Cook. Um, Yeah. But Najee's younger, and he really – gets a lot of touches there. And I think he's going to give him more this year with Trubisky at quarterback. Um, I like just the amount of touches he's going to get this year. I think that just okay. makes him really, really valuable. Yeah. I'm excited to see. I probably would have went with cook there, but I can't fault you for Harris. Yeah. And, and then in the second round, it came around and you went Mixon yep. there at the fourth pick. A little later in that round, I went with Debo, which uh, is not really a typical pick for me, but I had already gone with a high-end running back. I wanted to go with a, um, I don't know, a receiver. I think you said you would have taken Lamb there, and Lamb went two picks later. I think if I was going wide receiver, I'd probably have taken Lamb there. Um, But I think if Swift would have fallen to that spot, I'd have taken Swift. I would have taken him if he was there, for sure. 
I was thinking about taking Swift where I had my pick, but Joe Mixon's just safer to me. And I just kind of like his usage as well. Um, yeah. And yeah. So I, that's why I want yeah. Mixon there. So um, I guess it must have come down to um, I liked some of the running backs later because I ended up getting Aaron Jones a few picks later. Yeah. I think um, that's who a good I pick. really like. Yeah. Yeah, in the third round. Yeah. Yep. And then you ended up getting T. Higgins in the third round. Yeah. Um, so that's your first receiver. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I already had taken two running backs, so I just kind of knew I couldn't take a running back here, uh, even though Nick Chubb would have been interesting to me at that pick. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I think once again, it's kind of a safe, even though I already have one other uh, bangle. I just think Higgins, Chase, and um, Mixon are just pretty safe, locked-in picks to have solid fantasy years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just like I, so. I just like that passing attack. I think T. Higgins is really good, and I think the best cornerback and the most attention is going to go to Chase. Yep. So I think you're right on those fronts. I liked I liked him there. So even though he's my first wide receiver taken, even though he's not even the wide receiver one on his team, I think on a lot of other teams, the target share he's going to get, he would be a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. So, and then in the fourth round, you came back and got another receiver in AJ Brown, who is the number one exactly. receiver. Exactly, and that team. was my logic yeah. there. It would have been either Brown or DJ Moore for me there, mm-hmm. um, probably. Just once again, in terms of being the wide receiver one for sure. Um, yep. I mean, I like I like Deontay Johnson. I like Jalen Waddler. Um, Pitt, Pittman went just a few picks later. Yeah, I like Pittman. Um, yeah, I like Pittman. But yeah, I, I just I just think Brown had the highest upside as a wide receiver one at that pick. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, and then I took Brees Hall a little bit later in the fourth round. I thought that was kind of fun. A little bit of a luxury pick, I think I could classify it as because he was my he's my third running back in this uh, ten team full point PPR league, and um, we had just gotten off the podcast in which we talked about that strategy, yeah, specifically getting Brees Hall as your third running back if you could, yeah. And so I kind of had to put my money where my mouth was there. You did, and you I did. I felt an obligation to you the did. podcast. And then you got a really good wide receiver after that in the PPR league with Waddle. Yeah, not someone I typically have been ending up with, even though I did have him last year. I got him in the Tyler Perry league last year. I think, in the, great time. I think the fifth round, I think that's pretty good value. I think so, too. Yeah, third pick in the fifth round for Jalen Waddle. Uh, J.K. Dobbins went after him, Antonio Gibson, um, Travis Etienne, the aforementioned. That's who I drafted. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I, right there in the fifth round. Yeah, that's and that's my third running back. I, and I already have two wide receivers, so I was pretty happy. I, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the sixth round, you came back and got Darnell Mooney, who you obviously weren't going to leave the draft without. Um, maybe I would have. I mean, I've passed on him before. Um, I once again took the strategy of he's by far the wide receiver one there. Um, and yeah, I just think he's going to get a shit ton of targets this year. So um I just wanted to get another wide receiver one on their team. 
Um, so now I have two guys that are wide receiver ones on their team plus T Higgins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, okay. Yeah. I just kind of like that. And, you know, um, he would be my first guy off the bench or no, he would be in my flex spot. Oh, no, he would be. Yeah. Because I already have two running backs, two wide receivers, and then the third running back at my flex. So he's my first guy off the bench. So I don't mind that. All right, so he's in your flex rotation. Yeah, flex rotation. And to have a wide receiver one in my flex rotation. Okay. I'll mm-hmm. take that. Okay. Okay. Um, I, Yeah, he's definitely not a guy I've been targeting here, but uh, I do see the talent. And um, the other guy yeah, I was, I should... the other guy I was looking at was Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he went at in the he went a little bit later here, yeah. the sixth. Yeah, um, I ended up with Kyle Pitts here at the eighth pick in the sixth round, which I feel like he slipped pretty far in this draft. Yeah, I just think, I, you know, he's obviously going to get a ton of targets, but like, I don't know, it's Mariota. I just don't know what to expect with that offense. Um, so I think, you know, Hawkinson went what two picks before that i think i'd rather have hawkinson over really it's oh me oh my god that's crazy no because hawkinson's usually been going in like you know like actually maybe only a round later but honestly that kind of triggered me the fact that hawkinson went before pitts i was like well this is a clear value now that this you guy know. who took a tight end didn't take kyle pitts there and so i felt like i had you're to right i take pitts over hawkinson yeah yeah for sure. So yeah, I, and so, then it came, so yeah, that that makes yeah. sense to take Pitts there, and I think that's good value. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's been going in like the fourth round. Yeah. Um. So I was surprised about that, and then it came back in the seventh round, and I got Kyler Murray, which I was also sort of practicing what I preached on the podcast that we had just finished when we did this. Um, it was in a in a ten team league, sort of maximize all your um draft capital uh for your starting lineup yeah. or your intended starting lineup and so that was literally what i did and why i did that um with getting a tight end and a quarterback so early i do like to get a quarterback before like i think there's a tier drop off which is like burrow brady in that area um but that's like 10 or 12 down there for me yeah any anyway yeah uh you went with Dalton Schultz. Your boy. As I think. Your boy. <laughs> Was that a joke based on last week? No, uh... I think he I, I think he can be a top five uh mm. tight end. He was a top three okay. tight end last year. Mm-hmm. And I think with Noah Amari, I think with Noah Amari Cooper there, no Michael Gallup for the first part of the season. Um I, I think he's gonna get a lot of targets there. And I think that that rapport will be established early in the season and continue throughout the season. Wow. I mean, look at, I mean, the numbers don't lie. (laughs) Okay. So he had 78 receptions for 108 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, Yeah. I was just looking at his stat lines, his game log and just shaking my head. Just like, holy shit. He actually, he actually, I've been completely ignoring this player. Yeah, he, <laughs> well, he, he, had a, he had a little, he had a little uh, <laughs> bad stretch. Um, weeks yeah, eight from weeks eight. Yep. Well, week nine, he was four for fifty-four, which is not bad for a tight end. So weeks eight, ten, and fourteen were really clunkers. Uh, but and two in week mm-hmm. two, but that can be 
happen to any tight end for the most part, but he had some great games last year and it was not just in one little section. He had great games in the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year and at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, All right. Whatever. No. Whatever. And then with, Dalton Schultz is good. He's good. Yeah. You got to stop. I mean, you can have a personal grudge against him, but you can't encourage people not to draft him just because yeah. you thought, it was going to be somebody else on that team. That's not fair. Well, I don't. I won't say I've been doing that actively. Well, um, you're doing it here. I might have, uh, <laughs> in a joking way. I hope. Sure. Yeah. I'll um, I'll ton people. You know, I I'm redirecting my ire now towards Blake Jarwin instead. Okay, I think that's it's really. I think that's the move yeah. to make there. That's the healthier. Yeah, uh, I think that's move. that's at least at least you're not like screwing with anybody's opinions on somebody that matters. Right. <laughs> right. Because Blake Jarwin is uh, unequivocally, yeah. uh, un- un- <laughs> um, watch Schultz get hurt okay. and Jarwin just go crazy. Um, so he was the starter. I swear to God, he was the starter over Schultz at one point. So okay, anyway. with this next pick, I actually had a bit that thing that I was talking about when one of your players gets drafted that you wanted to draft, um, which kind of happened to me here. Um, I was on tilt. I was really hoping to get Jalen Hurts um, with this pick uh, in the eighth round. In the eighth round, which I thought was a pretty good value, and he got taken the pick right before me. So I kind of scrambled. Uh, I won't lie; I was looking at Bateman and Penny here. Um, of course, you were, and Godwin, and Godwin too, um, and AJ Dillon. But I was thinking, yeah. I was honestly, it would have probably been Bateman. But then I just got in my head, I need to take a quarterback here. Um, so I got mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Um, wow. Okay. Which, you know. A little bit of tilt. A little but... bit of tilt. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of like the idea of having Burrow and Higgins and Mixon. I, I, you know what? So, I actually, maybe, let me take that back i don't really call that tilt then i think that's a strategic decision that you made then yeah based on uh, oh yeah it wasn't just like oh i need to take a quarterback i thought thought through um yeah you know aaron Rodgers. i just don't know you know i I think he'll have a fine year but i just don't know with that receiving core um i was looking i wouldn't be drafting Rodgers in the eighth round i was i was really looking at uh russell wilson here too. Yep. Um, yep. I, w- I would have been considering him there just, too. just a little concerned that maybe he's lost a step and that, you know, it's going to take him a little time to really get a good rapport with his receiving core. Um, yeah. So I think that's what it went into that. I just think Burrow has the potential just to be put like Tom Brady esque, Patriots Tom Brady esque numbers up. Mm-hmm. So, and then a little bit. A little bit later in the eighth round, I got Rashad Bateman. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah, a good pick. Who, yeah, I guess is my third or four. Yeah, my third receiver. I got yeah. Debo, Jalen Waddell, and Rashad Bateman. I think that's good. I guess I wanted a little safety. I think, yeah. Like I, feel like I think that's a really good pick good. there for you, like in terms of needing a wide receiver and getting a guy that's probably the, our, the wide receiver one there. Yeah, and I was definitely debating AJ Dillon there as well. Um, I like Dillon. but I already had Aaron, but I already had Aaron Jones, and that kind of took a little bit of the luster out of that for me. I don't really want to handcuff them. I don't want them both. I want only one of them. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I think if if in a world where I was doing a redraft league, 
I'd probably want Dylan more because I can get him later on in the draft. Yeah. But. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I had a little bit of a weird draft uh, from the Debo pick on. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like. <laughs> It's like I was taking on characteristic people. And then uh, a heartbreaking moment for you. Um, first pick in the ninth round, someone Rashad else Penny. took R- Rashad Penny. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then uh, Ch- <laughs> I got Chase Edmonds at uh, a couple of picks later. I like that who pick. I like. I like that pick. Yeah. Supposedly the number one running back in Miami at this moment in the ninth round. You can't really beat it with a stick, I guess, yeah. at this point for your fourth running back. Yeah, I like that pick. And then you got a great, uh, also a great pick, Allen Robinson yeah. at this point. I was in like, the in the ninth round, I mean, he's the RB2 there, or the wide receiver two there in in Los Angeles. And I just, I just think he's going to be, if he's healthy, he's going to be really good. Yep. Um, And then came back to me, and I just really didn't like anybody, and saw that Dak Prescott was there and was like, why not have two really great quarterbacks? And I took Dak Prescott. I thought that was interesting. I I can't fault you for it. I like the strategy. I like having um, a lot of capital at quarterback. I do. As oh well. yeah, I just think you could, you know, in a in a situation where I'm like really paying attention to this league, like towards the end of the year, you know, I can trade one of them because I think they're both they both have potential to be top five quarterbacks. For sure. So yeah. So I just kind of just took best player available there. Mm-hmm. Um, a few picks later, I got Michael Thomas. I felt like he was that was a great value in the tenth sure. round. Could um, be. Michael Thomas, who's who's practicing and you know posting videos, looking okay. Uh, and then Drake London, a couple of picks later, I got him as well. I think those are my fourth and fifth wide receivers. If I think sure, yeah, and uh, I think I think that's kind of a, an upside pick. Yeah, Allen Robinson um, was my fourth wide receiver. I I take that every I take that every day. Yeah, and then uh, you took Fryermuth. Yeah, love that's as my your backup, backup tight end. end. Yeah, yeah, and then you took James Cook, the aforementioned. Yeah, who could could be good in a PPR, and that's why I took Naheem Hines as a pass catching uh, running back. Yeah. Um, you know, this is that territory that you're getting guys like that in the 12th round. They got Trey Lance, a little security, I guess. And again, I think he does have top five upside. I'm not saying he's, I think he's going to hit it. I don't know. I don't really have a prediction. Maybe I'll have one later in the summer, but who knows? Uh, and you took sky Moore, the, uh, Kansas city chief rookie wide receiver. I did sky with two Y's. Yeah. I think he has Uh some potential. I mean, with that passing attack. And uh, yep. I just think he could be, he could have some value. Yep. And then in the 14th round, you took Raheem Mostert, the other um, running back that they brought in in Miami who should be carrying the ball a lot. I mean, someone's got to carry the ball in Miami. Yeah. And I mean, and they brought in two guys. He's, and he's just extremely efficient running back. Um, you know, he just always has been. So I, I think. Well, I think Chase Edmonds has the most upside there. Um, I, I see a world where Mo- Mostert is a guy I could potentially start, especially on bye weeks. Yeah. so I think that could be a possibility, and we don't know what's going to happen with Edmonds. Um, I like Edmonds. I also like um, Mostert. I probably wouldn't draft both of them no. for the same reason I, I don't want uh, – 
you know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, I think you might limit your upside a little bit in, in that case. Why, you know, you should probably just take somebody else, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, someone's going to carry the ball down there. Like one of those guys is probably going to have a good season. They're probably not both going to just get 10 carries per game and, and like, you know, end up with eight fantasy points a week. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Some of them are, one of them is going to have monster weeks here and there. I'm sure they're both. Well, anyway, yeah. I got Damian Pierce a little while, a, a few picks later. Yeah. And then um, we had to take our defenses and kickers. Yeah. Running back from, uh, from Houston rookie. Good. Uh, yeah. Lottery ticket. Yeah. Lottery. I agree with your last like position player pick. I think both of us got good picks there with guys that could potentially be the RB ones on their team. They could in the fourteenth round. In the fourteenth round, it's, it's pretty deep. You think this is going to even out, or you think we're in luck this season? It uh, might be a little deeper. Well, than, I mean, or it feels a little deeper. I think all my leagues are at least twelve team leagues. So, like, I think you know, obviously, these guys get taken a little bit earlier. But um, I don't know. I, I I think running back is unusually deep. That's not to say. You know, I think in most, especially redraft leagues, I'm probably taking a running back with the first two picks. Um, you know, I think it's light in terms of the elite guys, but I think it's pretty deep in terms of guys that could have some nice value. Yeah. You know, like I think there's a lot yeah. of guys that like, especially nowadays where there isn't like, there's very few Jonathan Taylors. You know what I mean? Where they're just, I mean, even, even Jonathan Taylor you know, cede some of his work to Naheem Hines. So, I mean, yeah. like... Well, of course. But, I mean, back in the day, like the Sean Alexanders, the Priest Holmes, they just touched the ball every single time. That was just the way it was. But now you have this rotation of two, sometimes three backs that will get enough touches to have some serious relevancy in fantasy football. Yeah, you need it. You need it, and it keeps them healthy, but it changes fantasy football a little bit. You sure. know, I think that's one thing I love about the stupid hobby that we do. Um, it constantly evolves, and that's one way that this has evolved. Um, one way that you should evolve your league is by adding a super flex position or adding a third wide receiver. These things will make it all deep um, and more fun. Definitely PPR, like, but that goes without saying. All right, Adam, thank you very much for joining us here. This was a lot of fun. We went over an hour. I can't believe it. If oh you've stuck God. with us, you are a fucking champ. Thank you. Take that bullshit.